And we're going, we don't need roads. Cracking up a new Asahi for the top 10 films of 2017. Can you believe it? I, you know, seriously, this is the first time that you haven't had a chance to release this I know. on your own sort it's of a big reconnaissance. Thing. Yeah, 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 it's a big thing. People are going to have to listen to the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> you actually had a big following on that sort of stuff. The, yeah, okay. Yeah. Probably the most commented on, you know, post that year, each year. <laughs> Love no? or hate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. But uh, we're going to start off with our newbie. She gets oh, to come on first. first cab. Yes. <laughs> with uh, the way we're going to work this, I should mention this, Samantha, right? Samantha. <laughs> we're uh, we're not going to go ten to one straight away. Okay. We're not going to go one 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 around oh, straight okay. away. Yep. We're going to read ten nine eight. Okay. Pass it on to the next person. Then we're going to go. Seven, six, five, pass it around, four, three, two, right. pass it around until we get to our number one film. That's kind of like the New Year's Eve countdown, <laughs> but not. But I'm going to pass it on. Sammy, what is your top ten? I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll start it off with number ten. Number ten for me was Jumanji. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I I really, really liked Jumanji. I thought it was really just like, just one of those movies that just gave you a great laugh. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. I can definitely watch it again. And I felt that with all the laughs that I was doing in the film, um, it was really effortless. Like I didn't felt like it was forced at all. Like I just naturally laughed and I didn't really, like it went so quick as well. Like it was just really quick and easy to watch. I just really liked it. I thought the uh, casting in this, even though they're big heavyweights, as we talked about earlier, the casting and how they riff off each other is excellent. Um, and Jack Black is outstanding. It's probably his best role in years, almost since School of Rock, perhaps. Yeah, saying, he yeah. was pretty good in Goosebumps. Yeah, he was good in Goosebumps, good but it wasn't, Go- that wasn't his memorable. comic. No. He was more the anchor in Goosebumps. Yeah. This one he was able to really go wild. You know, it was great. And Sam, you're a favourite, like, do you like the original? Is that one of your favourites? Oh, or? I love the yeah. original. I love the original. So that's I really felt that it paid homage to the first one cool. just right, like just in the right way. But then again, like brought a new kind of realm and like I just loved how they did the video game universe as well. I just, yeah. So yeah. smart. That, that's a good call because, I mean, the, the original with our lovely Roman Williams is almost blasphemy to, to remake it, you know. And, yeah. and so you're going in going, what are you going to do? Do not fuck this up, really. Mm. And... And they haven't. Hmm. I don't think they have. It's not the best film in the world, but gee, it's entertaining. Well, it surprised me. I went in yeah. with z- not zero expectations, but just thought it wasn't going to be that great. And I was so entertained, like you guys yeah. said. It was funny. And Jack Black and Karen Gillan, as we already talked about, great comic chemistry. You can't ask for more than, a, for, than this movie for a night out at the movies. You know, you can't ask for much more. 
comedy, big action, big set pieces, CGI, it all kind of works together. It's great. I'll go and see it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, a believer. I'm so glad that everyone's so happy about this film. I haven't had a chance to see it because it's one of those things that usually I would be there day one to yeah, go and watch. You've been busy, mate. You've been yeah, up in exactly. Bruce Vegas. A majority no. of it was filmed in Jurassic Park. Or, I mean, Hawaii. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Jurassic yeah. Park 2 last night, by the way. My, my child saw the it for Lost the first World. time, The Lost World. You'll recognise some of those, uh, yes, those scenes. scenes yeah, yeah and, and I forgot Vince Vaughn was in that series. He was. Yes. Julianne Moore. Julian Moore, yeah. yeah. Uh, all these people, but... Anyway. Off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right, so my number nine is... Uh, Detroit. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is Catherine nine. Bigelow directed who won the best director for Hurt Locker. Yes, yes. I just, I found Detroit for me was just one of the, it was really hard to watch. It's not like, for me personally, it's in my top 10 because I just think it's, so, I personally thought it was a great film. Impact. And it was so impactful for me. It wasn't it wasn't something I'd probably almost go back and watch again, maybe not for a couple of years down the track. You need those. But you need those. Yeah. And it was just so, I, I just had me on edge the whole way through the film. And honestly, it just really impacted me. When I left, I felt completely like shook. It was really like... Is it a, Look, I, I haven't seen the film. You Shane, you've probably... You I definitely have. Seen it. I got to interview Will Poulter and Andrew Mackey from oh, it. Cool right. Thing. So, and Sean, you haven't seen it? Uh, I actually had it in my honourable mentions. Oh, right. But I deleted it to cut the, the list down. Um, sorry, not honourable mentions. In my mist. Yes. You know. Through uh, the cracks. Yeah, limbo, yeah through the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just... I, I, I cut it, it out. went through Shane's crack. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never gonna um, regret this, one, this one actually got caught in Shane's crack. So, uh, but <laughs> I'm never gonna regret that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Detroit is really strong, and I agree with what you're both saying. It is a, it's a movie that I found it really hard to watch, but it was impactful, and I knew nothing of the story either. Yeah. Apparently, really Will Poulter Will Poulter is it? Will Poulter, yeah. Poulter's character is, is against grain for him, oh, it's yeah. quite strong. Yeah. Yes. Is he the ginger with the big lips? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, he's, yeah. And he's British too, so yeah. like it make, makes it even like a more powerful performance. It's you fun. actually hate him. Yeah, so he, was in, he was in uh, Vacation, yeah? Uh, where, the where the Millers. Oh, sorry, that's wrong. Yeah. Where the Millers. Far that's out. the thing. I can't, I can't remember um, a lot of these early things, but I remember seeing him in them. I just can't remember what they were. He was in Reverend. Uh, I just remember not Revenant? liking him yeah. in those. And I say not liking him, and I mean his character. I thought he was brilliant. At making me not liking whoever Maze he Runner. was. Yeah. Yeah, Maze Runner. Yeah, yeah, he does a really, really good job in this film of mm. really because he has to portray a character that you honestly hate, mm. like you absolutely hate him, and he does it so well. Mm. And it's on. It's also a character that's quite um, awful. Like it's a really disgusting character. Character to have to not play. Not likable. Well. Yeah. It's not likable. It's really and yeah. I just I was thought it was great and he was really good. He was a big standout for me as oh, well. Man, he's not only not likable, you hate him. You want to hate oh, him? Yeah. He's oh. so awful to everyone around him. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a really good. Corrupt. Very corrupt. Mm. Yeah. So obviously the agenda is you know racism and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Detroit riots. Yeah. Detroit riots. Oh, the riots in those in that time. Okay. And, yeah. So. Okay, so I really respect that as a number nine. So, who would you recommend for people? Who would you recommend to watch that film, or is it go in at your own risk? I think it's a combination of that. Uh, it's you just need to know that you're going in for something heavy, and um, 
something that's going to like really be impactful. It's a really good movie to watch to kind of see some of the stories or to a degree to see what it was like, to really just experience to a degree what it was like in those days when that, that stuff yeah. was happening. Grace, Ka- Catherine's excellent at capturing oh, yeah. that yeah. The moment. The grit yeah, of it, yeah. The time. And there's a lot of relevant issues, hey, really with the race relevant, and racism yeah. and then it's a serious film that I – you can't hardly – I mean, it's great, it's great it's in your top ten, but it's a hard one to recommend. Yes. It's hard to – exactly. Yeah. It's not for everyone's film no. at all. But um, me and my best friend, we're both 20, and we are both we both really uh, enjoyed it because it was very impactful. I love how you've gone from Jumanji to D- yeah, Detroit. That's excellent. Yeah. That's my daughter right there. <laughs> number eight. All right. So my number eight is Split. Right, nice. Oh, I'm happy totally. with that. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Oh. I strike... Sorry, you talk. Yeah, yeah McAvoy is just so good. And that type of film is literally my type of film. It, I loved it. Um, I'm so excited to watch it again. And, yeah, I just... It just it was so... It was just fun for me. It was fun in a weird way, to a degree. I just really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly uh, M. Night's comeback after The Visit, which was a, a, a little bit of a comeback. It and then a really backed hit. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Which film? The visit. Uh, I've never heard of it. No. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, but so uh, McAvoy is one of my favourite actors going around. I just love him, and and this really showcased his uh, acting ability, uh, and the, and the cast around him was great as well. And um, but so for me, I struggle with this because this is one of my favourite films of the year. Definitely, it's not in my top ten. Ooh. It's just outside, maybe an honourable, but. Um, for me, the reason why it wasn't in my top ten, just that last act was just a little bit, how are you doing? Now, I know it all led into spoilers. Yeah, de- into, we, we're not spoiling no, no, we it. Won't. We it all led into a wider universe, which I really love, but still the journey to get to that wider universe wasn't quite there for me. However, I'm very interested to see where they take that in the next instalment. You're right. And uh, maybe we should go through my uh, 1098 to, to discuss this a little bit more Okay. Uh, as we go along. <laughs> Is yours number 10? <laughs> so, so no, but uh, number 10 I saw yesterday because I realised that I had to catch up on a few films that I haven't seen yet. So I ended up getting uh, a, a couple of films out. Uh, I got Wind River yes. out at the, uh, uh, the video store, in fact. I got Dunkirk which yep. is another one I thought would definitely be in my top ten, so we'll, we'll talk about that later on. And I then also got into Get Out. Ooh. That's now reached my top ten. Wow. Number 10. And, and like yesterday you watched that. Yeah. So and that's I, interesting. And, and, and that's the thing. I, I, was, I was careful not to put it too far up the list, mm. but I also didn't want to leave it out because of the fact that I had just seen it. It's an important film. Yeah, and I think that anyone who has a directorial debut is allowed a bit of license to yep. be different. I agree. Um, rather than always having like they're, they're not going to give a Justice studios. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not going to give Justice League to, no. to, to 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 someone who's brand new to to that bigger like sort of Hollywood genre. Get out, oh, man. I just you know I like things that are slightly different. So when I walk into a film, I want to feel on edge of my seat. I want to feel like I'm going to have to work something out. I don't care if that's a comedy or an action. I just want to know that my brain's going to have to work a little bit. 
Um, unless, of course, I ask it not to, and then I rent Transformers, The Last <laughs> King, last night. Yeah. Uh, the last whatever. The last whatever it is, yeah. Um, this is not confusing with Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> I want to think. Mm. I want to know what, you know. What, what's interesting for me just on the director thing so directed by Jordan Peele a directorial debut so he's one half of uh, Key, and, Key and Peele right they are comedians that's that's their primary yeah they are comedians they have uh, they have skit shows all, all through America they do they did their own uh, movie um, Keanu. Keanu about the cat um, you know so they're comedians and then Jordan Peele comes out with this I don't know whether well, I've I've read I've watched interviews of Jordan talking about this film, and it sounds like he's thought about a lot of the film because this film has levels, a lot of levels a going on. A lot of on. levels. But yeah. I, I I often wondered has he fluked this with respect, or is did he intentionally build these levels into the film? And it seems like he did. However, there's all these conspiracies going around about certain parts of the film and parts of them he's going, well, well, I didn't really plan that, but yeah, sure, that, that's fun. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? What, fan and theories? Fan Is that theories, what you mean? yeah. And it's so funny that, uh, in fact, I didn't connect the Jordan Peele to, to those guys. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Came back. Because it was very quick of me going into watching this. And uh, I'm kind of annoyed at the fact that he is the director. Um, well, that's intriguing for me. I'm intrigued by that, not annoyed. Yeah. That you get, look, let's hope that, that he happens to be the creative one of the, <laughs> of the group. I've seen a few of their other films, whatever, and TV shows. Oh, and I agree. But can I tell you, yeah. um, I saw Friends from College on Netflix this year. Little sitcommy kind of thing with Key, yeah, and who in the other half, and it was fantastic, and he was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. starting to become a fan of these guys. Okay, maybe maybe that's where I need to turn to. Maybe I've just been yeah. against it for no reason. You've yeah. seen this kid about when uh, Key is the teacher, and he's getting pro- pronouncing all the names. No, it's no. now become like you can buy T-shirts and stuff. Remind me, we're going to put it on our um, Facebook page. Yeah, cool, let's do that. And I'll show you afterwards. Look, I know they're huge because I've got a lot of American friends and they, they constantly pop up things about these guys. But I don't know, again, because they're so popular, I don't want to be part of it. Um, but maybe I need to be. How, know, good, how, good okay. was, how good was Alison Williams who yeah, plays Rose? She deserves more praise than... Yeah. I mean, the guy's great. Daniel can't never say Ka- his last Kalulia. name. Yeah, yeah he's Kalulia. fantastic. He was um, very good, yeah. But yeah. Alison Williams, and I know her from Girls, the television show oh, Girls, yeah. which is just yeah. terrific. And she played Peter Pan on stage as well um, recently on Broadway. But... I thought she was under. She was, she was understated. No oh. one really talked a lot about her, but her oh. role was pivotal. Yeah, in, and, and in everybody's in a, all the characters. There's a particular scene <laughs> yeah. uh, on the stairwell where yes. she yes. she's just chatting in one way and then switches on a dime. And didn't we see before that in a particular scene where she's on a computer yeah. in her yeah. room looking at things before the stairwell? Like she's really good in that movie. Yeah, I, I walked no out of this. I walked out of this film, Sean, and I was kind of. Oh, Sorry. No, no, sorry. Yeah, you mean like looking up NCAA type of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just after. It's just after. Oh, was it? Okay. Only because I watched it last night. That's okay. the only reason. Well, yeah. I knew it was very close. She was, oh my God, but that 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 moment, that like 10 minutes there, mm. was everything for her, wasn't mm. it? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah brilliant. I, I walked out of this film and I knew I watched something different and original, which I love. Always praise that first. and But I didn't quite know what I thought of it. 
But the second time I watched it, I knew I was watching something great. So tell me, have you seen this movie twice? No. no? You know what? I've only seen no? it once. Yeah, Sam. I have actually. Yeah. Twice? I've seen it twice. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and I loved it. It's actually on my list as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely agree with you. I just love that it crossed the lines um, and boundaries that, you know, not every film would like to... And they just approached all the controversy... Um, controversial issues in the right way. Now, here's a trend that we didn't talk about before, which is Blumhouse. This is a Blumhouse production. Man, what a year or a couple of years they are Happy Death Day. Yeah. They're like, here's $5 million. (laughs) Go make something really original and different, and let's go make $150 million. Or in the case of Get Out, it did almost, it did over $200 million in the US. Like, holy crap. Offer like an $8 million budget or something crazy. Yeah. It's probably the most profitable film of the year. Another one, a case where they probably didn't think it was going to make much money at all. I mean, it wasn't released in Australia until about three months after it was released <laughs> yeah. in the States. Yeah, yeah. So then I go to my number nine, uh, which is the film that you mentioned, Split. And I agree. I, I'm in there. James McAvoy made this film for me. And, oh, 100%. Uh, you know, the, the sure, there are some small pitfalls to the film. and uh, But I think James McAvoy's performance makes up for a lot of that for me. And, and my enjoyment in that film. If I was an actor wanting to get into, or, or, you know... A character, yeah. Yeah, getting into a character, but, but you know, sort of idolising somebody. And, you know, I, I idolised a lot of people growing up, but James McAvoy is someone who, if I was still an aspiring actor, that's who I want to be. I want to be that guy. Yeah, and I keep... We have a, a, an aspiring actor within our little inner circle here, and I keep pointing him to James McAvoy. Watch this film. Watch that film. Watch it because he's not the good-looking Hollywood stereotype. Far from it. You no, know? you're right. But I just yeah. love him. Yeah. And the only thing that disappointed me about this film, the only thing, is that he shows seven personalities of his twenty-four. I just wanted to see more, which is asking a lot. And he did those. Well, I think we right? might see that in Glass. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I like Anya Taylor Joy. I thought she yeah, was, she was just. Amazing. I know she we've already awesome. spoken Brilliant, about yeah. her, but yeah, she's just amazing in that film. That's a very good. Yeah, so no, I was really happy with yeah. that. Uh, but then I've got my number seven, uh, a film you mentioned before that you haven't seen, uh, A Dog's Purpose. You're eight. <laughs> eight, that's what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Number eight. Yes, number sir, he's se- kicking in. Number seven, I had. Uh, no. Uh, number eight, Dog's Purpose. Oh, yeah. Dennis yeah. Quaid in form. Now, there's, there's a few reasons why uh, this is in number seven. It's because Dennis Quaid is my go-to cry guy. Um, you know, <laughs> Go to cry guy, I love it. Yeah, if 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 you need me to blubber on screen, just put him in some sort of right. male role model role. Like he's the dad. He also played, uh, if you remember, Shane the rookie for the Disney film. I do where, remember yeah, that. Yeah, very close to my heart. Someone injured themselves and then all of a sudden found himself against a, a, a speed sign throwing yes. a ball. Yes. Uh, and you know it was totally believable to me and um, how he could go and go to the majors from that point on. I love him. I really do. So when you put him in a film then with the other go-to cry thing in this world, which is a dog, no one, you know, everyone loves dogs in some sort of way, right? Yeah, I can't talk about dogs this week. So oh, we should yeah. move on. I, I have no comments. <laughs> I, uh, just, yeah. Should I mention that? I yeah, mention, mention it. it. Uh, look, just to, to mention it, that un- unfortunately for, for Jay and Sammy, one of their beloved pooches this week uh, passed away at the age of, I think, 12? 16. Six, oh, my God, <laughs> he, 16. He had a good innings, yeah. 
Yeah, so it is a so we'll, we'll we'll go past this dog's purpose in a moment, but um, I just I, I I love any film that deals with dogs. I love the way that they can mix dogs and humans together in a story, and yeah. this particular story in the way that they say that a, a dog's life, a dog's purpose, you know, once they pass away, they move into another dog, and then they move into someone else's life, and it's this connection with human beings that this spirit has. All the way through. Although I did have a moment where I was like, "Is this kind of like Denzel Washington in The Fallen, um, where <laughs> okay, you, know, yeah. you whistle, you whistle the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the tune and yeah, yeah. it's kind of like missing child's play with a dog's purpose in The <laughs> Fallen." Um, but anyway, so you've got you've got that, and and you know I don't mind spoilers on this one. You, you're going to watch it, are you? you? Of course you are. Or maybe not maybe, now. Maybe, <laughs> All right. Maybe not now. But. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't spoil it too much, but it really has a really nice sort of full circle that yeah. uh, that, that 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 punches into the heart, and and Dennis Quaid is one of the best people to to I think bring that home. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get how other people wouldn't have it in the top ten, so yeah. that's not a problem. I can get how people, yeah, I can get how people wouldn't cry to that. That's yeah. also fine. This is a really personal, personal film, film for yeah. me. That, I get that. They love, yeah. You don't have to be an animal lover to cry or be emotional in dog, cat, animal movies in general, I don't think. Yeah. Cats and dogs is for everyone. I think it was really nice and original, like the way they did that with the different stories. I like how they connected that. Um, I really enjoyed this film. For me, it's not quite Marley and Me. That's all I'll say. I was nearly going to bring up Marley and Me, yeah. Yeah, but it's a very, very good film. Yeah. Marley and Me Me was was, great, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Don't get me stuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shane. Yes, that's to me. I'm up to 10.98. Number 10, Wind River. I loved Wind River. Man, it was incredible. Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, solid. It reminded me of a movie called Thunderheart from the early 90s oh, yeah. with Val Kilmer. Yes, With yes. the uh, indigenous Indian, yes. native Indian um, sort of storyline and different things that had... All sent to a crime story. Yeah. But the fact it was in snow, it had a mystery to it. There was Jeremy Renner's exes and there was kids involved. And then there was a mysterious woman that had just turned up out of nowhere who'd been possibly raped, maybe not raped. We'd, I mean, incredible movie. You really, don't know how really upset I am right now because uh, I rented this film yesterday, as I mentioned. Oh, shit. And I started watching it this morning. You didn't, don't tell me you didn't finish it. No, I couldn't. Oh, good. No, 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 I oh. couldn't because um, because I had other things going on. Mm. And, and, and it was one, but, but I was about to return it because it's an overnight, but I didn't. I've kept you it. It's in, my, it's in my player because Ooh. I thought. Finish it. Yeah, and I didn't think so for a moment that it would be anyone's fee? top ten. I just thought it'd be in my maybe honourable mentions. Mm. So I'm so glad to hear that it's in your top ten it's because, top 10. again, this goes along the lines of me being in that realm of I want real world stories. Mm. So this this story. is um, directed by Taylor Sheridan. His directorial debut. He wrote Sicario and one of my favourite films, Hello High Water. Yeah. So it's coming off a rich pedigree there, and it's his first film. Now my experience with this film is unfortunate like yours, Sean. I'm halfway through this film and I haven't finished it. And I love the first half. You know what I mean? So this could be a film that could very much be in my top ten. But I can't tell you. Yeah, but I can't tell you whether it will will or not. But yeah, I love the fact that it's in your top ten. Yeah, and I'm really surprised there's no award recognition for either Jeremy Renner or Elizabeth Olsen with their Mm. strong 
they're just so strong in it and there are some really situate serious situations in it that you're like if you guys are watching it on blu-ray or whatever you might want to press stop because it is it's hard to watch but good this is one of the hidden gems so if you like what we're talking about yeah Yeah. um if you like what we're talking about like a hella high water probably is a better comp different genre but it's a slow moving piece but really well shot and really well acted it's out now on home entertainment and the snow and the weather and the harsh conditions are part yeah. of the story. Yes, yes. Uh, number nine, personal shopper. Kristen Stewart, better known from, uh, you know, she's in the Twilight, Twilight. movies. <laughs> she's done other stuff. She plays a personal shopper for people, um, rich people in France and Paris. And But her brother's passed away and she wants to reconnect with him and thinks that she can spiritually now, all the meanwhile, she's still working for these rich people and helping them, but then she gets this mysterious text message out of the blue and things just change. It is a movie I loved. Really good this movie. Is, this is honestly, like, this is so weird because uh, it's another film that I've taken off my... <laughs> I uh, have I seen your list? No, I haven't seen your list. No. <laughs> I took off my missed list and all that sort of stuff because I was cutting down... So these are cool films, movie. but it's these really are films good. that I would I would watch uh, initially. But 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 because again, I'm not going to blame the podcast because you know obviously we love doing this. But I get a chance really to see one film a week. Yeah. Uh, when I'm working anyway, and it's generally something a bit more commercial that people want to listen to. You know that sort of stuff. Personal Shopper wasn't on that list because of it's a little bit reasons. offbeat. I get that. I yeah. saw it at a film festival. It did get a cinema release, but a very low one. Yeah. But it's supernatural. It yep. has a mysterious element yeah. to it. It's been on my radar for about six months. And, and it's good. And it yeah. has, the last half an hour will just blow you away. Yeah, I'm really keen for it. And like Sean, well, I've had a very, it. very busy year with podcast work and renovations. So these are the films that I love to watch and find. And I haven't got to this one yet. And he's out on home entertainment now, so you can go watch it. It's good for us, really. Like, we get a chance to go and watch a couple of quality films. Yeah, that's yeah, my no, recommendation, great. my great. full recommendation. Awesome. And number eight, to finish off this section for me, is Atomic Blonde. Love this movie when it's... <laughs> yeah. Loved it. I mean, it might have been the first time I uh, actually came on to yeah, your yeah, podcast to talk about Atomic Blonde. Love it, absolutely. It's the John Wick <laughs> of the female type of... Film, um, but it was set in the 80s, so the soundtrack's good. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron kicks some serious ass, like that whole 15 minute. We've, we've talked about yeah, it, but one it, scene, love yeah, it. absolutely. Love it, it looks incredible, like I must say, like I yeah, really like the, like, so the good. neon lights that come yeah. through and just the way that they yeah. work that in. Yeah, the cinematography is great, and, and, it's and it's really she, she is, she oh, is to die for in this film. And she produced it, like so she's she, always a hot looking girl, and she can act in that. But this film is just made for her, and she, it's been, she is beautiful. It's been on her agenda for a long time as a producer, and as you say, yeah. she looks great. Bit of a passion it. project. And front and centre, yeah. and there's like several twists. Well, the last fifteen minutes, you think it's gone one way, and out yeah. there's another, then it goes yeah. another way. It's probably one twist too many for me, but I'm okay with it. Do you know what? I watched it the second time only recently because I had to watch it a second time to really review it, and it is one of my honourable mentions. Same. Actually, it is on. It oh. is on. My it's almost honor. there, but not it's quite. In my, well, the the whole Berlin War too, the, oh, the recreation awesome. of that era, not just the soundtrack, but just the look and the clothes and the look is what got me yeah. got honour for me. I yeah. definitely thought that the actual like dad said the yeah. cinematography is just I really think is incredible. The yeah. funny thing though is I saw this a couple of months before it got released right and you'll 
con- um, confirm this. When the sex scene happens between um, Charlize Theron and Sophia Batella, right? I was like in awe. Male, female, gay, bi, whatever you are, this sex scene is amazing. It's just very, very sexy. And it was right? unexpected. It wasn't something that you thought was actually going to happen. Right. So, so I walk out great. of this film telling everyone about this hot sex scene, right? And, <laughs> well, and in my that. head, it goes for like half an hour. And then I watch it again. <laughs> I watch it again only last week. And the thing goes for like, like honestly, 20 seconds. I'm like, going, oh, is that it? <laughs> and I'm sure everyone I told is going, oh, is that it? But the first time I watched it, it went for like 10 minutes in my head. Then it gets brought up a little bit later because it was recorded. Yeah. And they bring it up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'll blame that. (laughs) Now, I loved it. I'm glad you guys agree. Dare I say it, Jason, it's your time to enter, to delve into your top 10. Now, some rules. Oh, we got rules. Uh, yes, you know, you can't abide by those film rules. slash film because they're of the same genre. Right. Um, they need to be individual films. Sure. They can't be films because the same actor is in both. Sure. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that we, we're clear on this. That's cool, man. No, no worries. But <laughs> I, just to make this very clear, this is my top ten. Though, right? <laughs> and this is a personal top ten. I'm sure you said that from the very outset. I can go back and we'll have a listen to we what you said We have talked about what outset. determines a top you ten. You said yeah. this is our personal top ten. Do you want me to replay it? Hey, everyone go quiet for a sec. Hello, this is our <laughs> personal top ten. Yeah, there you go, right? Done. <laughs> but we can comment on it. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I will. Okay, I will. cool. My, my number 10, I've, this is very difficult for me, but I've sw- switched this around a lot. But I had to put this bad boy in the top 10 because it's extremely personal to me. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's in someone's top 10 here. And that is a film called Wonder. Yeah, that's a good film. <laughs> Honourable yeah. mention for me Honourable mention Possibly in my list Okay, cool <laughs> So Wonder is obviously um, uh, You know it, it, It's uh, Jacob Tremblay Owen Wilson And Julia Roberts They're all outstanding in this film And it's you know, basically about bullying Which is very personal to me in my life And this particular film Nailed that part of it But then kind of went somewhere else where I didn't expect. And I really love this, that part about this film. It takes it from different um, perspectives and gives everyone their own story. And, and I really loved this part of the film. Not to mention that I was happy crying for pretty much most of the film, right? <laughs> Within the first five minutes yeah. all the way to the end. But, um, you know, it is an emotional film, but it's not a sad film. And I really, no. really love that. And you walk out of this film just feeling... On top of the world. That's and how uplif- I felt. Uplifted as uplifted, well. Yeah. It's just really uplifting, and yeah, it's it's a special film. It's it's a special film. Good. That's a good word. And a lot of people might kind of think, oh, this is going to be cheesy, and some people will walk out going, yes, that's cheesy, but no, no it me. doesn't. Go I there. don't think so at all. I I honestly think that you'd have to be cold hearted to think so. Mm. So that's my number ten. Yeah, I'm not going to go into too much because I think but a few of us here have uh, it coming up, so. Okay, so I'll move on. <clears throat> my next, uh, my number nine is a movie called Mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you serious? Yes, <clears throat> Mother, directed by Darren Aronofsky. You watched the film, right? You reviewed it with me. Yes. And yet you're still going to have this in your top ten. <laughs> he, he, what he's doing here is he's trying to bait me. Now, look. 
I what I look for in films is originality. I like because you see Transformers and those kind of films all the time. So I need something to punch me in the gut and say, "Wake up, Jason, and watch what you know. Watch what I'm trying to achieve here." Now, love or hate this film, I understand this film is extremely polarizing. Probably the most polarizing film of the last five or ten years. But I loved what he was trying to do, and it blew me away the first time I watched it. I'm not a religious person. And, but I just appreciate the directing and Jennifer Lawrence was just amazing in this film. And yeah, I, mate, I, it cannot be in my top 10. It has to be in there because it's, it hit me, it smashed me in the chest. And I so, loved it. So by your definition of what you just said, besides Jennifer Lawrence, the human centipede is in your top eight for the last... No, because that film's few? just shit. <coughs> Excuse the pun. Uh, <laughs> although it ticks all those boxes you just said no, it didn't punches it. you in the stomach no, it didn't shocks you a little bit it shocked me a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. It didn't punch me in the stomach that's about it it's better with more viewings as well there you you go. no <laughs> mother uh, I I won't talk about it too much because it might be coming up in my one of my okay, lists, cool. but um, it, it is one of those movies that's better than with more watches. Sean's not happy about as, this. Well, as no, controversial but, as it is, yeah. and it was also something that I actually discussed on this podcast. When exactly, it was you were there, you were yeah, there. there. But this is the film, it's polarising. You either hate it or love it, and, and you, you can't recommend this film to anyone. I'm don't. not telling anyone to go out and watch it. Please, don't yeah. actually don't watch it. That I agree with. When yeah. we reviewed it, I felt I was the most open to this film. Mm. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe Shane might have been more open. But so I you're saying in time it's this. starting to to go down because you were kind well, of. Well, no, I feel I'm on the same page. I feel you two guys have somehow, you know, become a bit more. Maybe to the end of 2017 has been such a crap time that it's had to jump up the well look uh, the way I, I rate films is how long they stay with me that's that's a big thing for me as I said to you I see so many films I need films to have an impact to me like Sam's Detroit right they're the kind of films I'm looking for just to stay with me otherwise don't get me wrong I, I enjoy watching a fluffy film in the movies if I'm in the right mood but at the end of the year when I'm doing my top 10 the films are going to be ones that I really that stay with me and get out one of them my number, my number eight film is um, is actually a. Uh, this is what Sean was banging on about before. My number eight is actually a tie. The slash movie. Yeah, the slash. No. <laughs> no. no. Sam disagrees with this. I had to eliminate a lot of films off. That is so unfair. I thought this was my top ten. I don't appreciate this. No, it is your top ten, but this is now your top eleven. You've already That's had one thing. slash movie because Mother was good slash bad. Nice, nice. I'll pay that. That's your top 12. I'll pay this that. This is where we're heading. You know when I put out my top 10 of the year, it has 17 films. Yeah. And so it, look, you knew the, what you were in for. Yeah, new listeners out there, we knew this was coming. It's yeah. about reining him in as I've best we can. once only. Yeah. Reining him in. Yeah, yeah, as <laughs> best luck. we can. Uh, but we're already off to, uh, he's, you know, Number number eight, eight yeah. and we're already into four films, five films. Slash. So um, <laughs> my number eight tie, I couldn't split these apart, was Logan and War for the Planet of the Apes. They were very, very similar films in in their grittiness and their epicness, and yeah. So Logan, people are cursing me here now. I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm, you know, let me go through the rest of my top. 
uh, seven, and I'm just going to cross off about eight of them. <laughs> All right, so well, let's just talk about Logan. There you go. <laughs> so this is what um, Hugh Jackman's like ninth outing, but it's his uh, fourth film, fourth film in the franchise, in the Wolverine franchise. And they do this wonderfully, right? It was a real grounded kind of, you know, almost a Western Western feel to it. And uh, and Patrick Stewart was amazing in it. And, and obviously Hugh Jackman, who we're very proud of in this room, being fellow Aussie. Um, yeah, I just thought they did an amazing job to kind of end his reign as a Wolverine. And yeah, I loved it. It's not often someone gets a chance to, to actually end their reign, as you say. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that he did it in the Spoiler. best way possible. <laughs> but you know? I think why isn't Patrick Stewart being talked about in awards? He, he was so strong in that. I think that as Xavier, he really should have. He's, his role was yeah. amazing. And you're right. It's like a Western, a modern, gritty Western mm-hmm. in a sense, slash superhero film um, <laughs> or anti-superhero film even. And I loved it. It was a really good way to go out for Hugh Jackman. It kind of felt like moments in Terminator 2 Judgment Day when they were in that sort of Western scene um, trying to fix his face and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, that, that, it, that's what it took me back to. You remember uh, James Mangold, who um, directed this, he did 310 to Yuma, which is an underrated yeah. Western. Do you remember this with Christian Bale? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great, great film, right? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't underrated at the time, but I loved it. Yeah, and I'm not a massive Western fan, by the way. So now we're on to number seven. Uh, we're going to go seven, six, and five, Sammy. Alrighty. Um, so my number seven has been uh, talked about before. I can't remember whose it was, but it was, I think it was Sean's. Get Out is my number seven. Uh, I just think that, I just remember that when I walked out of the cinema, I was, my jaw was open and I just remember thinking that was like amazing. So that's why it was number seven. Uh, my number six is Hidden Figures. Sorry, this yeah, I is love that film. this is my number six because I just think it was such a cool movie for um, just encouraging like black women and oh, I just loved it. I, I literally just couldn't fault it personally. True story too, which made it great. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Untold true, true story. I didn't yeah. know anything about it yeah. until I saw it. Yeah, and I just I, I just remember think feeling so joyful throughout the whole yeah. film. It's a real so feel happy. good. Real yeah, it's a really feel good. good one. It's it's one of those things, and I, and, I, and what I'm about to say is, n- is is not a negative thing whatsoever. But uh, obviously, there are films that help shape you as a person when you're un- mm. you're younger, which is why you're on here as well. You know, to 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 give us that the thing. If I had hidden figures when I was younger, I think that would be one of my top ten films, definitely. Yeah. Because you know, and, and we've all grown up with films that are like that. They're, 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 yeah. they're, they're trying to help speak about what our world is really about and what we've done in the past and help shape you as a person. Um, so I'm yeah, really like glad we it's had, in your top we had, ten. You know? We had Remember the Titans, you know, that kind of thing. Or yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, but I, I'm just so happy that that's that, that's in your top ten. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's yeah, it's it's one of those films that I just really appreciate um, in this day and age, and also it's like my t- favorite type of topic as well, just in celebrating um, the uh, female females. Yeah, women, so. yeah, and and uh, and also uh, a great turn by Kevin Costner. Yeah, thank you. I was yeah. just about yeah. to mention him. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, everyone acts amazing in it. 
He's my third go-to cry guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so my number five, and this is one of my favourites, I have to say. (laughs) Well, why is it not number one? (laughs) Because there's a lot of of favourites, is It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, I loved It. (laughs) I loved It so much. Um, I thought the kids were just incredible. Like, just so cool. And, yeah, I just think that it was such a good remake. Like, just so good. Mm. Yeah, I can't really say that. Yeah, we've job. talked about it a lot on the podcast previously and we talked about, you know, Stephen King's Dark Tower. And uh, they got this one really, really right. Yeah. And it all started with the, the script and the casting, you know, and I guess the acting or the delivery and the mm-hmm. directing. It was, I, yeah, I love the film as well. It's, yeah, it'll be very high in my, uh, in Let's my list. Let's not forget Will Poulter from Detroit, which Sam mentioned earlier, was the first choice to yes, play he was. Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise. He yeah. was going to be, and he actually uh, either screen tested or filmed scenes until he got replaced. Yeah, I really liked who played it. So did I. Who played? Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. He yeah. was incredible Excellent. like yeah. I, you got complete chills and <sighs> i'm pretty sure he's really attractive in person i've heard he's in that. atomic blonde yeah, yeah yeah so um i've seen the two <laughs> pictures like side to side and like the transformation's just like insane yeah it's good yeah such a great watch too it's a, like easy watch is not well, the right word easy. but it's, a, it's a, almost a fun watch because yeah. it is horror but it's not horror horror i wouldn't you know, say easy watch that first five minutes Okay, you the know, first five minutes of it had you on, yes. I didn't mean by, yeah, it has horror, definitely has horror. And the rock-throwing scene was pretty like full-on. We, re- we really want um, Kate to watch it, my wife, and um, we just think she'll love it if she can just get past mm. that opening scene, which is quite in your face, <laughs> you know. I but, love that it's in your face, though. Yeah, so I do love I. Yeah, that. It's the best it's thing, It's yeah. so good that they kept that in there, especially mm. with the fact that there's such young kids acting in it. Um, the, the biggest challenge is, is is getting part two right because as soon as they become adults, you got to you got to cast adults that you actually are empathising. What with. I also True. think they'll do though with the part two is also have that same um, younger cast in flashback scenes. They can't disregard them completely. No, you know, they, they just, definitely the next movie just won't be adults. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it should to have flashbacks. To make people familiar, their brains will go, oh, yeah, that's why I like the original. And they'll see the flashback scenes maybe and then go into the adults. Yeah. So my number seven is mm. Thor Ragnarok. And I put it in there simply because I know this is a film that I can watch over and over again. The, the comedy value for it is great. Uh, obviously, we have this. Um, just so anyone knows, we've got a little doggy in the room, so you can hear a little <laughs> chime. Uh, so we have, um, yeah. So we've reviewed this, and I we said last time that they've that they're going along this sort of uh, plateau, and now they've absolutely piked it up with the comedy. What do they do? What they do from here is important because if they don't hire uh, Waititi again, yeah. his name, yeah, um, then they're going to have to find someone else who will either try to be like him or they'll just drop it back down to the level that they were and then we'll come back down to that sort of Thor level that they were at. Or they keep him and they keep him as a a sort of more comedic character all the way along. But forget what happens in the future. This one film alone, if you just watch it as a standalone, not knowing anything before, not knowing anything after, it's funny. 
And I'm going to put it into the one character that I heard Dicky uh, put in the other day, which I, I, you know, is hilarious. Is this uh, rock monster that is actually played by the director himself? And you know, he says something like, you know. I was planning a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> and that's the level of comedy you're going to get throughout this film. You know, it's nothing more, it's nothing less. And I loved it. I was just, I walked out of that going, you know what? Finally, I laughed. You know, there, there have been so many of these Marvel films where the, like the first one was great, Iron Man was great. And then we've been sitting along this sort of roller coaster of expecting more than what we actually get. And whether we expect, uh, we should expect more, that's up for debate. But Thor doesn't allow you to expect anything. It just comes out at this outright comedy and says, you will either like me or leave me. And from what I can see from the box office, people have said, I'll like you. Yeah, they're they're paying for it and they like it. Yeah. I I agree. It's it's actually uh, further on in my top ten, so... Okay, so well, yeah, well, let's yeah. talk about it more when it comes up in your Yeah, story. but I'd like to... What, what do you think, Shane, Sam? Are you sure you want to ask me? Because yeah, I liked it, sure. but I thought it was overrated. Oh, Sorry. really? Yeah. I disagree. I, it, ha- I, I It was funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Sammy, go. Do it. Yeah. Uh, no, I disagree. I think it was in my... It's in my honourables. Mm. Um, and I, I just think, like Sean was saying, I think it was definitely one of the better Marvel films. Even though they have a lot of great Marvel films out, it is definitely up the top end. And, like, every time, even though I've seen it already, every time I would go in at the end of a, um, like, in a cinema check or at the end of the movie, everyone would be laughing, yeah. especially at the rock Kiwi guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's it's definitely a standout. So. He drops a rock, oh, there goes another one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Look, I didn't dis, did not enjoy it. Piss off, ghost. It's yeah. just overrated. So cool. It's going to be a quotable film, you know, in time. So completely, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's fine. You're going to come up, it's going to come up later. So uh, then I have number six, and I think you've mentioned it already, but it definitely is uh, in the middle of the pack for me, which is Wonder. Um, and that's because uh, I knew a lot about this film before going in, mainly because of you, Jay. Like, you know, and, and I know I was raving. Like, yeah, you were, but you also, you know, we had a good sort of personal chat about it, about yeah. how it does relate to a lot of what happened to you as a child. Yeah. So you know, I was I was uh, ready for for something. I was ready to cry. You know what I mean? And a lot of times that sort of basically would not allow me to cry. I guess because I'm so prepared for it. Yeah. But you said five <laughs> minutes, man. You call thirty seconds. 30 yeah. seconds and I was in tears. Yeah, it gets you yeah. from the top. I was yeah. done. And uh, look, there were moments of the film where I thought it could be done a lot better. I have definitely felt that. But, you know, look, yeah, I don't get a chance to make these films. And these people are making with all the pressure of the, the studios and that. Yeah, yeah. And I think with all of that, with a big cast like Owen Wilson and, and Julia Roberts, I think that they made a fantastic movie, which, as you said, had multiple story arcs that I did not expect. I was expecting it all to be about Augie. Augie, yeah. I was all about him. That's that's, that's all I thought this film was going to be about. And when they started coming up with all of the different angles of how Augie's life affects other other people, people, that was it, man. I was like, definitely going to be in my top 10 for the year. Mm. I'm definitely going to rewatch it. I'm definitely recommending it to other people. The only thing for me, like I agree 100%. The only thing for me, and I, I love this film, it's in my top 10, is just that, that last 20 minutes or 25 minutes 
honestly probably lets it down just that little bit. It's kind of a Hollywood ending, right? Bit of a Hollywood ending. It probably yeah. they could have kept it along the way that they were going, but they had to Mr. Holland's opposite, and you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they just kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, they really pulled on the heartstrings. But what was really getting me was everything before that. Oh, it, they pulled on the heartstrings at the end, like you say, but seriously, the whole film, like yeah. from that opening. There's that one particular scene which got me the most. I mean, I was crying my eyes out through the whole thing, but when Julia Roberts made a point of waiting for him, Augie, at the front of the school to make sure he was okay oh, and, and they yeah. met, and he, the, for the first time he walks up with a friend oh, and almost oh ignores them and says, yeah, do you mind if so-and-so comes home? And, and the and look Julie on Julia Roberts' Julia Roberts place. Is like, and yeah. she's like, is, doesn't she say something like, be cool yeah, or be cool. something? Yeah, like, be, be cool. cool. Hold it together, be oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And Brilliant. Yeah. I love that film. And oh. Owen Willis and Julia Roberts, it was the little things that they did Chemistry. as parents. Yeah. Just brilliant. Just the little face, facial things that he did. And the Star so Wars references in it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was just nice little, like, you know, father-son moments, you know. Yeah. Oh, Wilson, it can be sometimes, you know, over the top. Yes. And I really felt he reined himself in oh, for this film. Brilliant. He was so good. And he just played on the strengths of what his comedy is really about. Um, he toned it down. Yeah. And the moment that got me the most, and I don't want to talk about it too much because of the, where I'm at, <laughs> but I'll just mention a scene... <laughs> And the one that got me the most is when he was at the kitchen table, I won't say why, uh, basically crying to himself. You know, the sound. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And everyone else has seen that. With, uh, yes. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to move on to my number five, which is Spidey, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. And I'm happy to put that in there. Oh, what a great entry. Yeah. Really? Because, you know, oh, look, I was a fan of the first Tobey Maguire film. Um, yep. And Loved uh, it. Same. Yeah. Sam Raimi. And that was, uh, for me, I watched that film, not just because of Spider-Man, it was one of my favourite characters growing up, but also Cider House Rules for Tobey oh, Maguire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael Caine, Michael I think, yeah, was in that Kane, as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was a big big deal to me. I, that was one of the first times that I watched something outside of that my comfort zone. That was quite adult, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I watched it outside my comfort zone. I really enjoyed it. So I watched him, enjoyed Spidey, thought it was good. The next two films after that, they, they were okay. That was fine. Oh, then I love Spider-Man 2. And saying. then we had Andrew Garfield, and we'll move on from that. And then we move into <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. And I could put down almost the whole film. You could strip away every part of that and put in a 10-minute piece that shows a couple of highlights and then the one scene with... Uh, I cannot, cannot remember the... Michael sp- Keaton? Mike, yeah, yeah, but I know Michael Keaton, but the other... What's the Spidey's name? Spider's name is Tom Holland. Tom Holland. So Tom Holland and Michael Keaton in the cab together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The tension. The tension. Mm. Now, that with a few highlights around it would have done the same spot for me. I didn't need to see the rest of the film. It was that right there that I thought was one of the most brilliant scenes of the year. Mm. What I liked about this film is it was a real almost homage to John Hughes. It was a real kind of, you know, that... That teen coming of age thing. Oh, Ferris Bueller moment yeah, running through the backyards. Yeah, yeah, I think they yeah. did a really good job. And given that this is the sixth entry into Spider-Man in just 16 years, yes, is yeah. is is hard to kind of not reinvent, but they just did a it was a refresh almost. 
And I think they did a great job. Michael Keaton. And here's one thing I loved about this film. It was a grounded villain. For the first time in years, wasn't all world ending. He was a normal was guy. Normal guy, Michael Keaton, which was menacing just with his vulture. And I love that. Yeah, just trying to get his business done. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Collected yeah. Avengers offcuts yeah, great. and stuff to just, make his That's all weapons. you need. Yeah. Yeah. To have a good no, villain. Brilliant. Yeah. So that, that's why that's in there for me because, again, uh, and I'm glad you pointed out, it's, it's more grounded, which is, again, towards my wheelhouse. And Tom Holland, Holland is a, a great spotty. I actually Perfect really choice. liked Andrew Garfield and yeah. I really love Tobey Maguire, more probably because of the films like with Sam Raimi. But I thought Tom, Tom Holland was great, yeah. Shane, you're up. Number seven, Blade Runner 2049. Now... Uh, <laughs> More critically acclaimed than it was publicly acclaimed mm. at the box office. I get that. Could not get enough of it. It went for like pretty close to three hours. 247 something? I could have. It could have gone for another hour. I wouldn't have minded it at all. Yeah. Uh, I do not think that uh, Harrison Ford deserves any kind of award recognition in this, which was sort of talked about when it first came out. Um, but just the look of it, the music, the atmosphere... And yes, I have to disagree with a lot of people. I thought Jared Leto was a really, really good villain. Look, you and I are on the same page with Jared Leto, especially, you know, uh, the Suicide Squad. I really feel that he was going to have a bit more Joker involvement. And I really feel that they would use him as the Joker for an independent film. That's fine. It's another film. But Blade Runner, you know, we, we, you and I spoke about that, Jason, in our review. Really felt he was a fantastic addition to that. And, yeah, I can't understand why people don't get behind him. I just think um, reinventing a movie from 20, 30 years ago isn't always going to be a success. We talked about Flatliners earlier. Just because it was a hit movie so many years ago, whether you remake it or do a uh, long-term sequel, is not always going to work. And Blade Runner is definitely that in the case. I don't think that there was enough of this... Early younger generation, Sam. Do you know Blade Runner? Like, were you aware? Oh, of it? I know the I know the yeah. original movie. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, but, it was, but it's yeah. not enough for you to like race to the cinema to see oh, the new no. one, especially right. when I heard that it was three hours and yeah. boring as batshit. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. I, I could have yeah, gone for another your hour. Opinion, yeah, that's your, right. Yeah, it's your time. But to time. many people, it was because a lot of the times there was no talking. Nothing happened other than a bit walking through corridors and things. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I had a it. moment that I wish things would hurry along but uh, I mean I'm talking about maybe a 20 minute sort of segment where I was like oh yeah otherwise the rest of it I was really into it yeah yeah loved it so my uh, opinion on this uh, film. So what is the next one? Boring as bad shit is no no an listen to me no this is a, it's an it's a I struggle with this film I'm pushing and pulling on this film every day right and. There is so much I love about this film. There is. It's actually almost everything I love about this film. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this is not in my top 10, but it was in my top 10, right? And I had to pull it out because it had to be true to myself, right? And the the truth is that, I mean, obviously Roger Deakins is going to win the Academy Award for Best Cinematography, hands down. It's the best looking film I've seen in years, right? Years. It's amazing. And it pays massive homage to the original. It does it so well. It know? helps if you know the original. 100%. Well. Yeah. So the original goes for two hours and that was enough, but it was brilliant. 
And this one goes for 247. And for me, it was just too damn long. Now, having said that, I know that people who love this film could have watched it for another four hours. I get that. I actually get it. But for me, if this was the same length as the original, this could have been my number one film of the year. But I couldn't do it. I had to be real to myself and say that I found it really slow paced yeah but i loved what i was watching but it was just too damn slow the funny for me. thing the slow parts weren't subplots they weren't extra characters that they were branching off to it was just slow scenes just slow scenes very slow scenes yeah which the original oh, had that as well nothing. right but i i, I liken and it to a good analogy that. for me is is arrival same director right it's a slow film but the payoff is for me is grand and it was only just over two hours Sure. Yeah. yeah. So imagine that film for another 40 minutes. Yes, please. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> I would have been okay maybe with Maybe I would have been I okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, look, I love, the, I love this film. It's just too damn long. And I wish it wasn't because it, be, it would almost be my number one film of the year. But I can't do it. It's not even in my top ten because I'm, I'm angry at, at it. And now for something completely different, <laughs> my number six. Oh, sorry, Sean. No, no, go ahead. No, no, please. The, the Disaster Artist. Oh, man, it's just so good. It's recent, recent release. I know The Room. I've only seen it once, actually, not more than that. Oh, but sorry, The Room once or Disaster? I've seen The Disaster Artist twice, but yep. The Room. Once. So, which right. is, it's a film, for, if you haven't seen it, it's based on the making of a, what's been called the worst movie of all time or one of the worst movies of all time, and I yep. love The Disaster Artist. James Franco really is terrific acting and directing and the irony is that it's one of the best films of the year you know of, of, off the one of the worst films of all time yeah we can't talk I can't talk about it <laughs> so obviously at the pointy end for Sean it's, it's also in my top 10 um, uh, Sam have you seen the film no The Disaster Artist yeah. no but I do want to actually it I think you might enjoy good. it I think you might enjoy it so is there anything else you want to say about that film before? Well, yeah, just to Sam, who hasn't seen it, it's about like someone who has big ambitions but no talent or very yeah. little talent but lots of money. So he pays his way through things and he goes from here to here but even though he thinks he's talented, he's not, and that's the funny part of it. Mm. It's, I predominantly it's, want to see it uh, for James Franco's performance. Oh, to be oh, honest. The story doesn't really like bother me too I much. I believe he James. directed... As the character too. Yeah. Oh, really? Is interesting. Yeah. So I hear. Okay. So uh, number five is uh, one that I'm not sure. No one's brought up yet, but I don't think it's going to be on anyone's list. Logan Lucky. Not Logan yeah. with Hugh Jackman, but Logan Lucky. The Steven Soderbergh, Soderbergh heist yeah. movie yeah. that is very, very underrated. It is hilarious. It is sharp and witty and dark and hilarious. It's on my list of things I wanted to see, but yet fell through the cracks again yeah. because I've walked past it several times at the video store. And I don't know why, but I keep thinking, ah, oh, I want to get it, but is this an ensemble cast that just falls apart? No. That sort no. of thing. That's not. I, I'm a hit and miss with Soderbergh, but when he's on, he's on. And this movie I really liked. And I often think about it, Shane. Like I saw it a long time ago and I liked it. So really liked it. Yeah. But it's not in my top ten, but I it's in my honorables. And I think it's a movie I keep thinking about it and and I think it'll be a great second or third watch. Have you seen it twice? twice. Yeah. yeah. So is it, did it play well the oh, second yeah. time? 
Yeah. You see the little uh, things that happen in the background because there's it's a heist and they all have to work together to, to mm. do this massive robbery and then there's Hilary Swank character who is a police officer or a detective but she's also got something else that happens at the end, you know, like... Yeah. Having said that, the it's only thing that great. takes me away from this film a little bit is that you've, you've, I feel like you've seen it before. We've been down this kind of like Oceans? Before. It has Oceans, of course, Soderbergh. It has that, but it's more kind of hillbilly. It's a hillbilly oh, ocean. It's a red, just, there's a lot of redneck Yeah, jokes. which is fun. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the characters are great. Um, and Adam Driver's really good at it. He's uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yes. Channing Tatum's very good. Channing Tatum and obviously... Um, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. As you've never seen him before. Yeah. There's a lot to like about this film. Yeah. All right, I'll pick it up and watch it then. Trust uh, me. You've sold me. you <laughs> sold me. I'm done. But it, remember, <laughs> it is a indie heist comedy. Yeah, yeah. Dark comedy, but well worth it. No, I like dark. It's good. What do you got, Jay? My number, what am I up to? Seven, yeah? Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Man, this movie for me is one of the greatest sequels of the last five years. Maybe ten. That is uh, Jonathan Wick, Chapter (laughs) 2. Bossa! Now, I mean, obviously this is a very personal film for me. I love... John Wick, one of my favourite breakout hits of when it came out in 2014 or whatever, 12 maybe. And, uh, yeah, and this was a great sequel. It actually managed to do a couple of things that sequels don't do, and that is pay, pay homage to the original, do what you love, and they did what we loved in the first film. Then it actually manages to expand that universe a little bit, just enough not to be over the top but to give you more, and you, want, you actually want to see John Wick Chapter 3. Uh, obviously, Keanu Reeves trained, you know, uh, effortlessly on uh, sorry, yeah, for, forever on videos, this, right? yeah. Yeah. both in the martial arts and the gung fu, gung fu. And uh, he got to a point where he could actually uh, train for the Olympics. You know, yeah. he would shoot yeah. for the Olympics. It was that good. What What does that all mean? It means that when they're choreographing the fight scenes, the director can hold on that scene without having quick edits. Now, me being a martial artist really appreciates that, right? Because yeah. quick edits are cheap. Yeah. They're fun to watch, like Bourne, Jason Bourne and Matt Damon, but they're kind of cheap. Matt Damon can't fight, but yeah. it look, this fight scene looks great. Yeah. Keanu Reeves can fight. He can actually fight. He can choreograph fight really well. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're watching five minutes of just one shot, like in Atomic Blonde. That was Charlize for the most part. That's right. It was unreal, right? You've got to appreciate that. Yeah. I just, anyway, I just love this film. Now, out of all the three actioners we got, Baby Driver, John Wick and Atomic Blonde, this one here was just a, a beauty for me. I loved it. Can't wait for chapter three and bring on more of that uh, John Wick universe for me. Is there a chapter three? Oh, there'll be a chapter three. Yeah, it. there's got to be, right? Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd be straight into that because I really love John Wick too. And that Mustang. Oh, oh my gosh. And oh, Ruby Rose is in it. Yes. Yeah, which is a bonus. She's doing well. We saw her at the uh, Pitch Perfect 3. We did, yeah. We were there. Yeah, yeah. Check out our Facebook. <laughs> she needs it. Yeah, she needs a hamburger. All right. And next up. <laughs> oh, my next one, which is very similar, is because uh, these are really kind of close together, and the next one's Baby Driver. So that was number five. Sorry, number six. Sorry, number six. Oh, that's good. We spoke about that a lot. Yes. Uh, why, why is it there for you? For me, it's, um, look, as I said to you before, I go to the cinema to be challenged or I appreciate original filmmaking. Now, 
this is very QT, very Quentin Tarantino. It feels very uh, true, true romance for me. But what he's managed to do is he's managed to choreograph live on set um, the music and timing it with the acting. And that's something that we haven't seen before to a degree. And I really appreciated that. Except in probably every music video that's <coughs> ever existed. But yeah. No, no, no. But that's yeah. all in post. It's all done in post. He did this on set, live, yeah, on location. I did a lot of music videos uh, in my early days, and they all played the music on set. I disagree. No, but I was there. <laughs> I still disagree. <laughs> yeah, but what we haven't seen... That, and what you're talking about is dance choreography, right? No, We're no, talking no, about no. acting, shutting doors, shooting guns... Punching people, you know, things that you mean. haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah, I get that it has it's been done in quiet? music videos. I'm keeping very quiet on this because I don't like it. Never, yeah. never did. Well, you haven't seen I it twice, though. So I've seen it once. It's the sort of movie that grows with with repeat viewings without question. And the first time I loved it, the second time I loved it even more. I think I've actually even seen it three times. Sam, you've seen it? I've seen it twice. Twice. Yeah, I actually watched it recently, like about a week ago. Again. Okay. Thoughts? Um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. My number five is Disaster Artist. Yay. So I've seen this twice and I loved it. I really loved it the second time. I I liked it. I really liked it the first time. And what it did for me is I I was expecting a James Franco, Seth Rogen comedy. And what I got, and to my surprise, is a drama that a really heartfelt drama that has some really great um, original comedy, like um, uh, organic comedy, sorry. And I love that. So the second time for me was great. Uh, And I would love to see James Franco being nominated for an Oscar for this film. He will be. I'm positive of that. And he might even walk down the red carpet as Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) I'll imagine that. (laughs) It'd be good. No, I totally agree, as I already, already said. Just amazing film. Loved it. Very funny. And you don't need to see The Room. Do you agree? Well, no, I've only, seen, I've only seen like a 10-minute or lots of five or 10-minute clips on, oh, on YouTube. Okay. So I've seen But all that's enough yeah. for me. I don't want okay. to watch the whole film. And on the same, I, I did the Supercut version, yeah. which was about 10 to 15 minutes long. Okay. And, and I think that was enough to at least have an understanding of what you're looking gist, at. Yeah. That's it for number five. Samantha. We're getting to the pointy end. Alrighty. Um, so my number four is The Greatest Showman. Wow. Yes. Yes, that is my number four film. It would have been higher up, but I actually only just saw it today. This morning, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, because obviously it only just came out. Um, and so I think I would need more time for it to marinate or to see it a second time for it to be even higher. But it's definitely uh, a solid number four for me. I just think it is like the most magical kind of universe that film can portray and Hugh Jackman just is just mind-blowing and just like the whole cast I just think that everyone does such an amazing job of making you feel like you're there with them in this kind of circus um, realm and uh, the songs are just they stay with you they really they do, do. I, I still have them in, in my yeah. head now and I saw it two weeks ago or whatever it was mm-hmm. and at the premiere with Hugh Jackman and Zendaya and Zac Efron and I love this film as well. I love it. It's not in my top ten mm-hmm. but, look, for me, 
I, I love everything about this film. I really do. I'm very proud of Hugh and he does a three-peat here, sings, dances, acting. He showcases his talent. He's so talented, right? Just for me, the only thing that lets it down a little bit is, is La La Land for me was extremely original and it had the magic of, of Greater Showman. This has magic, but it's to me it's not probably the most original piece ever, even though it's an original musical. Uh, it has amazing songs, amazing cast, amazing choreography, but uh, it just, just didn't quite have the La La Land um, originality for me. And But it also takes a big leaf from Moulin Rouge. That's what I was going to say is yeah. I feel like um, it's almost like a commercial 2017 version of Moulin Rouge. 100%. Um, but it still is different. Which is a great thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not for everyone still because not like – but I'm a sucker for Broadway and musicals yeah. um, and I think it's artistically um, incredible. They have to put this on Broadway. <laughs> like, yeah. Or they have to make a stage musical out of it. It'll be huge. I'm hanging for this movie. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see it because, like you said, it just came out, right? Yes. I, l- I love musicals. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, as far as that might go away from things that I like and don't like. Uh, and I, in fact, saw Hugh Jackman on the last time he did The Boy from Oz in New York. Uh, on his last, on his absolute last wow, uh, performance. Wow, that's a massive yeah, yeah. coup. Yeah. And that was, uh, the, the just, that was a moment in, in, in life that I'll never forget. And he was absolutely brilliant in it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing something like this with, with him. Oh, in it. He, yeah. he, he, I, I loved Greatest Showman. It was great. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree with you. It's artistically fantastic. But, and the choreography is in it. Oh, and cool. when it opened the first 10 minutes, I first thing I thought about was Moulin Rouge. It, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. It's different. But it's still the extravagant colours and design and the in the, the emotion. same feeling as well. And the Gives dancing. The same. Yeah. yeah. And Sp- I feel like there's... Spectacular. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be people as well that are going to be kind of the same where they're still a bit, like, it's still a bit weird um, for them. And that's... But I definitely think this is the more commercial one. So I think a wider audience can like it as well, especially with the yeah, cast. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah. My next, my number three, which I actually have, we these have come up before, my next two, but my number three is Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, baby. I loved Baby Driver. I will only go about it quickly, but um, personally I just thought it was one of those, it's top, my top three because it was one of those films that like captivated me like straight away and um, I love that it incorporated um, a musical vibe. As you can tell, there's a trend going on here for mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just think everyone in it was really cool. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought it pushed boundaries. Yeah, I, I just loved it. I, and I watched it again, obviously, recently, and I just personally just think it's one of those films that I'm going to be able to watch. And watch it also and watch. plays young very well. I'm not it saying does. it doesn't play old, but it plays young very well as yeah. well. Because yeah. it's got a hip soundtrack. And Look, the soundtrack for me is not what this movie's about. By the way, I've heard far better. To a lot of people, it is. Well, you know, like, I don't know about that. I think it's a mixture. I think yeah. the soundtrack's great, mm. like yeah. great soundtrack. Mm. But it's not what you're hanging the movie on. It's how it's how they incorporate it and yeah. like just the feeling that it gives you of when everything works together and yeah. Like what Sean was saying before, he listened to the soundtrack like months ago and didn't really capture him too much. I agree. Except the first. Ex- Except for the first song, like, you know, yeah. obviously because I've seen the vision now, that first five minutes, yeah. that first song when I heard it come onto the CD, I went, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and then it's funny yeah. because now I've had a juxtaposition of here's some visuals with the song yep. and then here's a lot of songs without the visuals and the songs without the visuals are kind of like 
cool. I'll put them on at a party. I'll, you know, we'll listen yeah. to it again. Probably not. But with the visuals, maybe I would go, oh, man, that's cool, like I did the first song. I've heard far better soundtracks, but when it's played within the vision and no, the movie, it's exactly brilliant. right. No, yeah. it's exactly right. Once you put it with the actual movie and the visuals and how it's being incorporated into it, it really does give it like this new soul yeah. and a love vibe it, love that's it, really love cool. It, love it, love yeah. it. And my number two is Wonder. Yeah, Wonder. Yay. We all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, I think Wonder was something special and something unique. And um, I, for me, my top at least five, well, all of them, but most of my top five movies are really put down to what I walked away, what like what I walked away with with the best feeling, yeah. or how much it moved me. Um, and Wonder is something that. Um, I can't really put into words. It's just one of those movies that I can't, like I recommend everyone to see. And there's not really, I don't think there's really any type of person that wouldn't want to see this type of film. Yeah, that's a good point actually. It is something that everyone should see. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, number four. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. I've got Logan. And you know what? It jumped up from uh, sort of later on, even my honourable mentions once you handed me the black and white version. Oh, noir. Yeah. So you watched the one? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Because I really enjoyed the first time I saw yeah. that. So I thought it's it's worth watching yeah. in that sort of black and white gritty. Uh, have you seen yeah. the one, Shane? Or? I have, yeah. I saw it once at the theatre, the cinema, and then again on DVD, like Blu-ray, in the black and white noir version. And it makes it makes a bit of a difference. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. No, I just, just I just as much. Yeah, I know. I think that uh, it, it just it just added that little bit of. Um, Nostalgia, yeah. I guess to the to the film. Yeah, even as brand new, I kind of felt yeah, yeah it was yeah. a bit more of a classic, and and it just suited it down to the ground. Yeah. And, and I've put it up there again. Uh, you know, spoiler or not spoilers, obviously it's one of the last things that Hugh Jackman is doing with the X Men universe. Uh, so Until Disney bought Fox, and then he's like, oh, hang on. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping he'd be in uh, the new Deadpool, but he's already said he won't cameo <laughs> in that. Oh, let's yeah, maybe maybe he's meant to say that. Maybe Disney maybe, have, you know, told yeah. him. Look, you know, I would love for him to be in that, right? Like cool. Everyone would. Yeah. Um, and I think they would throw enough money at him to do it as well. So let's hope that he does that. Uh, then at number three, and this is a real personal favourite of mine. It started off with James Franco in the first film. Uh, of course, everyone knows I have a little bit of a thing. James Franco, love him. War of the Planet of the Apes. And... Everything to do with this, you know, in terms of story, the CGI, you know, th- this is the furthest from real world that you could possibly get, yet it's possibly, in terms of CGI world, it's the closest you'll get to dirt in real world. Oh, Does man. that make sense? Oh, yeah. completely. This is, to me, this is the best CGI ever put on film. In the history of film, this is the best CGI, in my opinion, without question. Yeah. And Name one. Well, well, first of all, we know that Andy Serkis is the leader in terms of that sort of motion capturing. Yeah, it's easy, yeah. So we've got him. Uh, but then, yeah, they seem to do... Is it? Yeah, it's Weta. Weta, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Matt Reeves directed, who's attached to the new Batman. We'll see what happens there. Avatar? What about Avatar? Is that not part of your top CGI? Oh, completely. Yeah. And you think it's better than that? Look, to me, that's that's the benchmark. Avatar is groundbreaking uh, in real three D. Uh, no, Avatar's groundbreaking in real three D. I'm talking about like what Sean was just saying, as far yeah. as grounded in the real. Even though you're looking at apes, I get it. There yeah, was yeah, hardly yeah. a moment where I thought I was watching anything that was CGI. Now, every single character, bar the humans, were actually CGI. That's mm. 
hard to fathom. Yeah, that, that's that's the best explanation I've come up with. Is that Avatar? Avatar's right up there, of course. And it's a good argument to have Andy Serkis maybe being nominated for an actor award, but will he? Because it is CGI, no, no motion capture. Yeah, I think I he'll always it. be overlooked. He'll be one of those guys that gets a lifetime achievement award at yeah, the end of his career. Sure, sure, okay. I agree. Yeah. Well, anyway, so War for me is like epic. It's like an epic, epic film, and I love the Planet of the Apes films. I think they've done a wonderful job reinventing them. Yeah. But the war is is probably a harder watch than number one, maybe Rise, because yeah, that's definitely. an easy watch. But it is it's great. It's the closest it's a to film. Apocalypse Now that an yes. eighth film has ever come. And Woody Harrelson, yeah, uh, I like agree. Him in anything anyway, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah he's good. Uh, oh, okay, so good. And uh, so yeah, put, put all of those things together, um, and I was happy to sit there for what was two and a bit hours. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, two twenty, two thirty. Don't even know, like you know. And then and then when it finished, I thought, wow, I just. I could have I could have sat through like if they had the next film straight after that I could have sat there with no bathroom break. Yeah, right. And as you know, I like my bathroom breaks. Did you see War for the Planet <laughs> of the Apes, Sam? No, I don't actually think I did. When did oh, it release? No, we, oh, well, you must have been while you're away again cuz yeah, cuz Sean, M, Kate and I watched it together. Which I'm, that's why I was feeling like when you guys were talking about it, I was like, hang on, like why I would have definitely, yeah, I would have definitely gone oh, for and sure, seen it, for and sure. I feel like I couldn't. Middle of the year, it yeah. Was. yeah. The problem is now because it's such a cinematic film, you've missed that a little bit. Now on Blu-ray, would be quite good, but still be good, not quite the same. You just want to watch it on your big screen. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Outdoor cinema. But you must have been away, Sam. Yeah, Do I? Your, your big screen. You've still got it up here somewhere. Outdoor one. Outdoor one, yeah, just watch it on that because I think if you can get 4K on that, you might have to update your yeah. player. <laughs> Projector. <laughs> from, two, from 2K. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, on that size screen with a 4K projector, I think you would get just a. You've got a Sonos, so that, that gives you a good that sound. Works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then on number two, and I can't believe I'm the first person to mention this one, really, is Wonder Woman. Like, mm. it did a lot for yeah. film and uh, women <laughs> directors. DC. And DC. Like, it, it did a lot for a lot of people and a lot of stakeholders. Um, if not for... It's Patty Jenkins, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it did a lot for, for, for her credibility as a filmmaker, being able to step into what is essentially a man's world of, you know, sort of jack-off comics and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and she stepped in and gone, you know what... Uh, DC, you haven't been able to do anything, and well, here's Give a film that people yeah. are going to love. Yeah, and th- what that was was a cohesive story. There you go, that'll work. Script, script, script. Right? I I love this film. I really love it. I think it was a great entry. I love Gal Gadot. I thought she was amazing as Wonder Woman. Perfect choice. Perfect choice. Chris Pine was really, really good in this movie. Uh, Patty Jenkins' directing was excellent. Uh, I loved everything about this film. Everything. Except for the last act. Do you think that was studio pressure to go with the whole sort of out of this world sort of stuff? 100%. Now, I'm not saying it's bad. I didn't mind it. But the first two acts, for me, I loved... And then the third act, just let it down a little bit. That's why it's not in my top 10, but it's very much in my honourable mentions. It's right there. It's probably number 11 or 12. Yeah, love the film. Just the last act for me just uh, just wasn't quite there. But like, like for DC, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I'm allow- allowing that sort of last act to, you know, slide by because, yeah, sure, there were, it, it was a bit annoying. 
But the first two acts were so good for me that, mm. uh, and Made in a universe that they haven't been able to succeed in, uh, really, um, except for what you call like sort of the pre DC years, and it's not that long ago, Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a DC um, enterprise, but it wasn't uh, when DC DC yeah. turned around and said yeah. we're going to try and Doing keep up with Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as soon as they announced that, they've tried so hard. Uh, and they haven't been able to succeed. And then in comes Patty Jenkins with a film about Wonder Woman. Who knew that this was the film that was going to be their um, their tent flagship? Page? And it's the first time we've ever seen Wonder Woman on the big screen. How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, we we were lucky enough to introduce, be introduced to her to her in Batman versus Superman. And and you know what surprised yeah. me about Wonder Woman this year is that it was an origin story. Yes, like in every single superhero origin story that they redo usually is just a boring thing that we have seen all before but that wasn't the case with Wonder Woman we learnt about that the Amazons their legacy on the island yeah she started from a little girl how she trained um, yeah, excellent and, you know so excellent. much fun it was just right? great it was really good and, and then she went into the outside world and you know the, the whole Chris Pine story arc yeah. and World War and know, I don't like Chris Pine great. usually but uh, I thought that he was Really suited to that role in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did Hello too. Hello, high water. Watch that, and then you might like him. Yeah. Oh no, good. I did. I saw that. Yeah, I thought he was good. Was good in that. No, yeah. no, I did. I think I, I, I've liked him probably in the last him. few films, but okay. yeah, uh, yeah. early on in his career, he's just that always that cocky. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sort of character. But has one of the best scenes in the uh, Battle of the Trenches. Man, that scene oh, was yeah. special. Don't you think? Yeah. In Wonder Woman. Yes. Just yeah. amazing. No, very good. Yeah. Uh, so that was my number two, Shane. All right, so number four, is it four, three? Yeah, four, three, two. Mother is my number four. Mother! We brought it up before. Uh, I'm going to be hypocritical because I can't recommend it to anyone, and we've, I've already said that, but it's an outstanding movie. The first thing I wanted to do after I saw it for the first time was watch it again. Hmm. It, I couldn't believe what I was watching to begin with. Are you sponsored by Hillsong? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a film that ran for... Two weeks at the cinema. It went from about five screenings a day to one screening a day. And I did see it twice, but seriously, um, it, it's one that Jennifer Lawrence, it should be on the top of her. I agree. Career pinnacle. She was so strong. In yeah, it. I agree. But, but there's no room, no kind of um, uh, talk of her being nominated. No. And I can kind of understand it because the movie's been forgotten. Mm. Or disregarded because yeah. it is so controversial, but it is a seriously intense, critically... If you're a critic or you like the way movies are written and filmed, see it, but be warned. Um, if you're a parent, be warned. And we did talk yes. about that. Yeah. That's very hard to watch if you do have children. Certain scenes in it. Yeah. <laughs> and number three, uh, for, yeah, well, something, again, completely different, The Florida Project. Mm. Little film that has been it. released not that long ago. Um, it's about a bunch of kids that sort of live borderline poverty and they live just outside Disney World in Florida. Willem Dafoe plays a character who sort of not hangs out with them but helps them, like a kind of father figure because their actual parents are so um, derelict. And it's just a, it's a lovely emotional film what kids, how they'll make something of nothing. And it's a beautiful story. I've heard a few things about this and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. yeah. Sean Baker made Tangerine, a movie that was made with an uh, iPhone last year and was a 
terrific yeah. film. With the, with the, 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 the street girls. Yeah, yeah transgender. The, transgender street girls, and he made the whole film on an iPhone. Um, this one has a little bit more of a budget, but that same grounded, gritty storytelling and Willem Dafoe. We've, he's been nominated a couple of times before, right? Platoon, um, Shadow yeah. of a Vampire, I think. He hasn't won. He'll be nominated this year. I don't know if he wins. But... Shadow of a Vampire? That's deep cuts right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know my movies and I know my Willem. <laughs> so The Florida Project, I think, highly uh, recommend it, but take some tissues because it is really sad. I I, um, I really like this. I really appreciate this film, you know. Yeah, it is great. And what, what was magic about this film is they, they managed to get, I'm not sure, maybe five, six, seven-year-olds, do you yeah, think? Yeah, they were around six or seven, Somewhere yeah. there, six or seven. And they are at the centre of this whole movie. And they're amazing. And it's really, it's a very natural way of filming. Like, that's, that's um, was it Sean Baker? Sean Baker. Yeah, yeah, Sean Baker. That's his ways. Yeah, it's ways. It, it's, he just captures moments and life. So this movie is not for everyone, you know, uh, but if you like real, real grounded stuff um, and it takes it back to the childhood, but challenging, challenging, challenging themes as sad, well. Right? Do you believe yeah. it's worthy of tear? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Willem Dafoe tears. is excellent. Yeah. I think he'll be nominated. I don't know whether he'll win, which is exactly what you said. Mm. Look, it's a great film, but it's it's for... How do I say this? It's for people who watch a lot of films and I think if you're just looking for something a little bit original and different, this is something to watch, look out for. Great acting. Yeah. But the common person will not love this, will not love this film, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a little gritty. And no, no, it's good. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great, yeah, it's uh, great. Number two, though, is a little bit more commercial, Dunkirk. I knew from the moment I saw this movie it was going to be at one of my top ten films. And I saw it in the digital format, as you do in film movies, cinemas these yep. days, and I also saw it on 35mm. Oh, nice. Um, at, in Sydney, special screening. So, yeah, great. And I liked how they had different timelines that all revolved yeah, around. Yeah, great. It was great. I thought Harry Styles was... He didn't do a lot, but he really, for his first what he film, did was what good. he did was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I had no complaints with that, yeah. No, and Tom Hardy, you didn't you see him. him. He had the yeah. thing, thing across yeah, his face the whole time, Tom Hardy in the plane, but yeah. he was good. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, there's a scene where he's on the jetty and he turns around. I mean, it's in the trailer too, but with the whole music in that plane, just incredible film. I love Dunkirk. how they did the one week, one day, one hour timeline. And there's people being trying to rip it apart and test it and it's... Naturally, Nolan. Well, people flawless. are talking. Oh, you're trying to compare it to say, man, maybe something like Saving Private Ryan, and it is in a sense. It's as intense as intensity. that. But there are silent scenes in Dunkirk that are just yeah. as riveting as the emotional loud bits. You know what I mean? It's it's just great film, great directing. I uh, I I grabbed that with Get Out yesterday, and uh, my wife wanted to watch Get Out. And I said, <laughs> No, I have to watch Dunkirk first because uh, that's the one I really wanted to see. And at the end of it, she was just sort of saying, and I don't know if it's if it's true, but you know, she was just saying like, it's nice to watch a war film where nobody particularly wins. Mm. It's it's just it's a about, moment in time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's about the intensity of that moment in time, and and if you were there, you're sitting there through however long that film was on the like, you know, you felt, oh my god, yeah. what's going to happen to here? Yet these people are sitting yeah. there for however long. On yeah, Dunkirk. imagine being on the on the beach for a week. It'd be 
to go through that. Like just, and, and it seemed like commonplace whenever they heard those. And I really loved the sounds that oh, Lola used. This will win sound best editing. sound editing, best sound yeah. mixing. If it doesn't, I'm going to go up to the Chinese <laughs> theatre on Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> yeah, yeah. and rip their throat out. But when they did, so, so when the sound started coming over, you could just see everyone sort of go, oh, you know, this is commonplace. And you know how hard it is to wrangle that many extras into feeling the same way. Yeah. That's not an easy feat, you know. Like, you, you could be on a loudspeaker every day of the week. Yeah, they weren't digital extras. They were no. real people on that beach. That's right. Thousands it, of them. Yeah. So to get that That's many good. people doing the same thing with the same, like, uh, sort of monotonous, mundane emotion of you're being attacked, <laughs> uh, you're about to be blown up, some of you will be blown up, can you just take your hats off and lay on the ground? Thanks. Okay. And it could, have, it could have been an epic. could have been a three-hour epic, but it was literally just over 90 minutes. Well, here's the thing with that. I didn't want any more than what I got no, because I it was so worked. intense. It worked in its, in its favour. Yeah, it was like short. the storm of, storming of Normandy in um, Saving Private Ryan, but for 90 minutes without yeah. the gore. Yeah. So and that's enough for me. I, we, I get it. <laughs> how excited are you for Top Gun after seeing those dogfighting moves with oh, those planes? IMAX. All filmed in IMAX, that was. <gasps> You imagine when they get to like the full stealth fighters and that that they're going to be using and having, however they did that sort of camera work. In Maverick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Top Gun. So yeah, good. Well, that's what the Top Guns 2 is called. Oh, Maverick. it's the Maverick. Maverick. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that now. <laughs> did you, you didn't see Dunkirk, Sam? No, I didn't and I'm absolutely devastated. Because here's a problem. Here's what I want to talk to Sean about very quickly is that you didn't see it at the cinema. And I can't see how this movie would be the same on home entertainment. I really can't. But you've obviously been impacted by it. Well, no, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. It possibly would have been in my top ten maybe had I seen it in a cinema, uh, you know, immersed in Oh, that right, so it's not in your top feeling. ten. But I, you only saw it today too, by the way. Yeah, or yesterday, yesterday yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's definitely uh, in my honourable mentions, which okay. I'll scratch off now. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely in there because uh, it's a great film. I mean, mm. Christopher Nolan, again, and so my wife didn't know it was Christopher Nolan until the end and she saw his name come up and she goes, of course. Yeah, right. Of course, there he is, yeah. <laughs> great film, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it impressed me no end and I'm not even a war movie fan. Mm, but same. It was the story and the way it was made. What are you up to? Oh, you've done your number two? Yeah. All right, I'll go. Uh, good news with me is I've got four, five, three, uh, sorry, four, three, two. I can't even count backwards. Um, is already been mentioned, so I can fly through them. Of course, because obviously I'm a typical movie watcher. Um, number four is Get Out. Love this film. Original, gets better the more you watch it. It's really layered. There's a lot going on in this film, intentionally or not intentionally. There's a lot happening. I loved it. Uh, and I love my horror genre as well. Although it's horror satire. It's yes. a very strange it very strange hybrid of genres. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is my number three. You will not get a more entertaining film this year. Uh, I just loved it. I laughed out loud. Best comedy of the year for a Marvel film. I laughed out loud all the way. Now, for me, I think that that... I respond to that kind of New Zealand Kiwi Aussie humour really well. And I know everyone did because everyone paid a lot of bucks for it and, and it's done really well. But I responded, I just laughed out loud the whole entire film. Loved it. Loved Chris Hemsworth. Loved Taika Waititi. Loved everything about it. I just thought it was fantastic. 
Um, I know there's a few purists out there who love Thor and Ragnarok and they've gone, why have they wasted Ragnarok on this comedy? I get that. I actually get that. But, okay, remove that for a second. Thor Ragnarok as a movie is pure entertainment. Uh, number two for me is already been mentioned as well, and that is it. My number two film of the year. Now, this is very special to me. I read that we've all heard about it on the podcast. <laughs> I read the book when I was like 13, 14. It was very special to me. I even love the three-hour telly movie. I love Stephen King. Love coming of age. Love horror. This ticked every box of those and did it very, very, very well. And uh, you know, and I've seen it twice in the movies. Looking forward to seeing it a third time on Home Ant. Uh, and it's, for me, it's a, it's a, almost an instant classic. I'm looking forward to showing a few people that I know and sitting with them through it. I don't know if I'd watch it again by myself. I, I'd, yeah, sure. But I definitely want to watch it again with company. With, yeah, and, and that's a, that's a good actually um, example. That's that's a thing in its own right. I love watching films that I've seen with my family. Yeah, even yeah, if yeah, 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 just to see to, to experience Reactions. it with them. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. So I'm down to my number one. Oh my god, we're down to our number ones. This is it, the pointy <laughs> end. Uh, Sammy, you're up first. Hang on, can we have fanfare? We'll put it in post, but yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. What was that? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so number one, Sammy. Alrighty, so my number one, which... I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys will agree or not, but this is my personal favourite Hey, it's of your you. top ten. It's your top ten, not mine. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, Yay, I'm so glad someone had that. Yeah. <laughs> All the guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's really good. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, Beauty and the Beast is... I can't even put it into yeah. words, honestly. I, I listened to the um, album before it came out. Um, on repeat. So when I went and saw the movie, which I'm pretty sure I see it the movie, saw it the movies like three times. Yes. Um, I was obsessed, and I also have like li still listened to that album on repeat um, for like months afterwards after the release. And I I just thought it was just um, as you can tell, I really like the musicals. Um, it was just a like the best remake that Disney could have done. I don't see it being any better than what they did. And yeah, and Emma Watson was incredible. I don't think it could have been casted better. And they, they did a great job. They, man. It was just great. It was they really did a great job. Like, it's hard to take something like uh, that a wonderful sort of animation that Disney yeah. did and make classics? it into a, a live action with CGI yeah. and actually not not make it laughable, but make it into a wonderful film that it was. And the musical, like you, you look at Cinderella, the adaptation. It was big, it was strong, it was good, but it wasn't great. Let's face it. It was good. It was good. It was no, good. it was good. No, it was good. It's Very good. good. It was good, yeah. Next to Beauty and the Beast. But you but you compare it to Beauty like Beauty and the Beast is great. Yeah. And it's a musical as well. Like it's got like numbers everywhere, like how many numbers? Eight numbers or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and it made me feel like a seven year old girl again. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again, again. yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that was a good one. That was a good top one. Uh, that might feature okay, like, honourable mentions. Definitely. Yeah, can I say, I'm so glad you got that in not only your number one, but in the top ten. Because I would love to have that in my top ten. I, I really wanted it, that in there because it deserves it. But it was, just couldn't fit it in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's almost yeah. like going back to two hours or three hours ago when we were talking about trends. Yeah. 
La La Land was released at Boxing Day, but seriously, it went right through January this year and February. It kept playing. That's a musical. Then we had Beauty and the Beast not long after that. And we've had The Greatest Showman that year, this year. So that's three major musicals yeah, at the true, cinema yeah. in one year. That's very rare since that's happened. Yeah. I think so it's, it's come back into trend, 100%. Yeah. And comedy can't get it right. Musicals are getting it very right. Comedy are getting it wrong. Oh, yeah. Can't get badly. it right, yeah. So, my number one. Oh, what is it? It should be fairly obvious because uh, someone has already <laughs> we ha- mentioned... We actually have our own segment in the normal episodes about this guy, but I'm guessing it's going to be this film. Yeah, 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 because we've already mentioned James Franco and uh, the fact you want, that you I had mentioned... You just want to marry him. You want to just marry him. It's not about that. It's not about that. <laughs> All right? It's, it's about the fact that he's just amazing. <laughs> uh, and uh, the disaster artist is definitely up there for me. For all those... No, uh, no, it's number one. <laughs> not up there. Not it's number there. one. It's well, number one. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is up there. It is up it there. Is. It's right at the top. Uh, <laughs> as you said, it's this organic relationship that these guys have. And it's not just any organic relationship. It's the relationship with his own brother. I know. In his film, who plays his friend in the film. Yeah. But you can, I, I, you know, I feel that you can sense that there's already the connection between them and that's why that sort of works so initial well. connection works for them because yeah. uh, James Franco feels his connection early on or Tommy Wiseau feels his connection with Greg and, and Greg obviously feels some sort of connection with him and therefore they, they, they become friends. And so that brotherly love really comes together for me in, in, in this film. It was really meant to be, right? Oh, man. Yeah. I, you know that I, for years I, I would have loved to have had the skill to write a script to have those two mm. in, a, in a, a film together. If I could have any set of brothers together, those two are the ones I would have. It helped, yeah. I believe, as a critic, Franco's performance in a way because he would have trusted his brother in one of the in a main role. Which Franco? Yeah. Uh, James. James. As yeah. director and the, and the lead, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have... It would have enhanced his performance yes. having his brother Dave in that another important sidekick yeah. role. Just to feel safe, yeah, because yeah, he, he took he took it risks works. in yeah. this in this film. Not that not that Franco's career is uh, not without risks. You know, he's he's done some big films, which is fine. But you could, you could <laughs> he's say done it's some a risk. shit as well. And then he's also real. Why crap. him? Yeah. <laughs> no, why him's good. Loves it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it. I missed out on all of my different things. Oh, that was last year, wasn't he's it? He's done a couple of director videos that are really. Not yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, but he, but the thing he takes on things he wants to do. Sure, and that's I think that's what I oh, appreciate man, he's about the busiest it. Busiest man in Hollywood. But the disaster artist, the fact that he directed the film and also starred in it with his brother, I can't go past it um, because uh, oh, and also you mentioned Seth Rogen's in that film, who you thought, like most films, he's definitely going to be Seth Rogen. He's happy to go over the top with his jokes. Yeah. But he did. He, he just like Owen Wilson back. in Wonder. Yeah. He yeah. just he just, just kept it back and just sort of thought, you know what, I'll do my little punches here and there. But otherwise, it was just a regular guy. Kelly Oxford's in it, uh, cool uh, Canadian, and Zac Efron's in it. People forget oh. he's in it. Oh, Zac yeah. Efron's People hilarious in it. He's so good. He's only a small small part, yeah, but yeah. he's great. <laughs> it, yeah. Oh, I, I laugh it. out loud. Great. So, so I can only uh, recommend that um, to people, uh, you know, maybe not the cinema, but, you know, watch the 10 to 15 minute supercut first if you're not sure about it. Yeah. If you think that James Franco is someone for you, then go and do it. But if you're not sure about it and you want to actually get a little bit of gist of what, the, what it's about, that 10 to 15 minute supercut on YouTube. It definitely helped. It did. Yeah. 
I don't think you have to because it kind of explains itself within the film, right? Definitely. But I think you can appreciate the film if for what it is if you actually watch the 10 to 15 minute supercut. But they do in the credits, if you in stay the for credits, the credits, yeah. they show you the original film. And side that by really, side. yeah, side by side. Split screen, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. Good. And you really have an yeah. appreciation for how accurate James Franco yeah. has directed this film. And right at the end of the credits, if you've stayed, there is an extra scene as well worth waiting for. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Shane, number uh, look, one. Number one is contentious, but I, uh, a bit like what Sam said, it's my personal choice too. So, hey, it's your top ten. Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, that came from left field. Man, I didn't think you'd expect that. I absolutely loved it. Did you leave halfway through? No. <laughs> I, I like the cinematography. Well, it's your number one, so we shouldn't mess too much because we've got to respect that. Definitely. Yeah. But talk to us. The cinema talk, I, I love Agatha Christie. That yep. probably helps. That helps. Um, I do, did not remember the original, so I couldn't remember how it finished. You know, it's been a long time since I read the, read the book or seen the 70s movie on VHS or DVD. I love Kenneth Branagh um, and the whole cast were, were great. Uh, I like the cinematography. I was a little bit... The first viewing of it when he steps in a pile of poo, camel poo, and then puts his other foot in it just for balance, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Uh, the second time I didn't care because I knew it was coming and I looked over that. I think it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Wow. Every minute of it. And Johnny Depp, spoiler alert, doesn't last long. You know, and you think he was going to last the whole thing, but he doesn't. Um, I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, it captured me completely. Look, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for one re- scene of revelation, hmm. then I would have it would have been close to my top ten. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I, I, I really yeah. I really appreciate it. In fact, especially the fact that they built the whole set that everyone had to stay on. Uh, I saw a little um, thing with James Duty Dench, which in was like, costume. Yeah, she didn't yeah. realize that she was going to be locked <laughs> into the set for the whole time. And I thought that that's brilliant. You know, they are locked together. In the, the story. There was tracking shots that you don't see very often anymore. Old school yep. traffic tracking shots inside yeah. and outside carriages. And on top. On yeah. top. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things like that. I, I guess being an old school movie fan, I really enjoyed the the. The images. A Kenneth lot. Brenner, he, he loves detail, so that's great. Yeah. yeah, I really like. So. I really like this film. I really do, and it was actually in my top fifteen. But um, <clears throat> just, I agree with Sean. Just the revelation, the reveal for me was just a bit soft. How now? I know that that's the original as well, so it's it's paying homage to the original. But the re- the way they went into the reveal just kind of took me off guard a little bit. Because uh, they took their time with the first two thirds, and then the last one was like, right, oh, okay, uh, and reveal. That's the way I felt. Yep. That's how I felt, you know. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. It was nice, wholesome kind of old school mystery. That's you know, yeah. My I, point. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that part, and the and the cast is brilliant. Yeah. And then right at the end, a little sneaky bit about Death on the Nile. I know, the I next love thing. that. And, well, I, I, and I as a kid, I loved Death on the Nile. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, when it first came out, <laughs> the box office wasn't that impressive. It was okay. But I've looked at it recently and the box office around the world, it must have had legs, is really quite decent. It's a stayer. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll have a Death at the Nile sequel. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that would catch you off guard, my number <laughs> one. <laughs> but I loved, I loved it. And Kenneth Branagh does have a lot to do with that. And there we are. Everyone's number ones. Uh, Don't mess with me. (laughs) I know what you're doing there. I saw that like from a mile away. Uh, Give me my number one. Well, unfortunately, it's already been mentioned a couple of times. 
danke. For my number one. I was joking, is it really? No. Sorry. That's a frizzy danke. So, my number one film of this year is quite easy. The way I rate films is the way I rate my top 10 is I rate them out of 10, right? So, a lot of technical stuff comes into that because I, I love behind the scenes, I love directing, blah, blah, blah. So, this film for me is 10 out of 10. That's how I look at it. Now, is it the most enjoyable film of the year? No. Is it a hard watch? Yes. My number one film of the year is Dunkirk. I was guessing too. I was guessing. Sorry. Can I tell you, this is a technical feat, this film. It's, it's, it's brilliant. You know. It's a surprise. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, you never gave that off. No. 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 Because I remember <laughs> you saying that to me, that it's, all I got from you from that film was, yeah, it's a very hard watch. Yeah, it is. I, well, th but that's my point. Like, I, I, was, I felt uncomfortable watching this film. There was times there in the movie where I wanted to leave, not because of the film, because I was like, oh, man, uh, when's this going to be over, right? Mm. But that there lies like in, the beauty it, of this, this film. As in how we treated our own, that yeah. type of thing? No, 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 no. The uncomfortable feeling I had while watching it. It's very similar to Detroit, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's a Detroit, yeah. it's Saving Private Ryan. It's that, it's that feeling you're like going, Mother, I feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah, but Nolan was saying, okay, what if I could put you in that, how, how can I put you in that environment as best I can? And I think he did that brilliantly because I didn't want to be there. And I'm sure those thousands of guys on the beach didn't want to be there. A couple of guys in the plane, well, they were heroes. The guys in the boat, you know, like, and hiding, that. Hiding in that boat when they yeah, were getting bullets oh in the gosh. side. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, it was amazing. The sound was amazing. Directing, the timelines were brilliant. It was typical Nolan. I'm a big fan of Nolan anyway, you know. So he's always going to be up there anyway. But, um, but this film, unlike other Nolan films, I go back and want to watch other, um, them again. This film, I, I wasn't in a rush to go see again because it's so uncomfortable. But that there, for me, lies the beauty. We're going to look now at our honourable mentions. <laughs> honourable mentions. We're going to uh, breeze through this one because these are the films that didn't quite make it into our top uh, 10 for 2017, but they definitely deserve a mention. Uh, I'm happy to start this one off just quickly. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this. You ready? Yeah, go through it because obviously we don't talk about stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've got All Eyes on Me, personal <laughs> film to me. Love Tupac. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Zookeeper's Wife. Tell me if that wasn't 2017. I'm pretty sure no, it, was. it was this year. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a really good watch. Um, I had Mother in there just so you know. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 3D. Uh, I had did you watch that? 3D, of course, 3D. of course I did. I did too. Yeah. I, I didn't think the 3D was... It's Terminator 2, man. I'll see oh. it every time it's out, released again. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right. a good 3D. Uh, yeah, yeah. Enough said, enough said. Um, I want to throw out... A, you can remind me again if it's not 2017, but Red Dog, True Blue. Yeah, that's 2017. Ooh, yeah, very yes. early. January. Very early. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't want to miss out on an Australian film, because like, mm. it's not often an Australian film gets a sequel. Hmm. And Look, that's why was, I wanted to bring that up. It was good, but it wasn't the first, but it was good. No, no, it definitely wasn't. It wasn't the first. But I just wanted to mention it because of the fact that we don't do a lot of sequels for our own films. 
let alone making films for Australia. So uh, I've got you in there. I've got uh, Kong Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I like that. That was, good. That was a bit of Man, fun. That was just, a bit of fun. For the, just for the trailer, right? It was just like, fun. <laughs> it was like it was Apocalypse right. Now with a yeah. massive ape. Fun. A massive ape rather than War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, then I had in there um, The Founder. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was in January too. Michael Keaton, right? Now, the reason why I didn't have that anywhere in my things is that movie made me angry because he was a, that character was such a prick. It was, yeah. But it's fine. That's what I like about those types of films. Because he was that good. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of telling this true story. You know, it's, it's, it's about this subject with a great actor like Michael Keaton. So, really, really fell for that one. Uh, and then I, my last one there is the one that you forced me to watch. We reviewed, <laughs> and I've popped it in there because, as I said, it felt very much like watching anything. Um, uh, Nancy Myers, like Nancy Myers, and that was Home Again. Yeah, I love that yeah. film. I saw this film, came back, reviewed it, and I said, "You know what it feels like, Jay? It's like watching Nancy Myers." And he goes, "Oh yeah, it's her daughter that directed <laughs> yeah. it." I'm like, "What?" That's right. <laughs> Did you see that, Sam? No. Oh, I didn't. You'll I like it. it. You'll I like it. I knew it was at the movies, though. Yeah, yeah. you'll like it. That, that, that's that's my uh, honourable mentions. Cool. Did we miss done. any for you, Shane? Uh, yes. I had Star Wars, The Last Jedi, almost made my top ten. Yep. I'm a Star Wars aficionado. Enough said. Um, we, we talked about War for the Planet of the Apes. That is, was an honourable mention. Wonder, we've talked about. Loved it. Uh, Get Out, I thought we've was fantastic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Greatest Showman, again. King Arthur. And last of all, Cure for Wellness. Right. Honourable mention. I really enjoyed it. My honourable mentions, we've talked about all of them, but there's one or two that didn't. we didn't talk about. One was American Made, Tom Cruise. Oh, I, yes, do you know what? When I was so excited for this film. When I went, went in to watch it, my review was average to good. And the second time I watched it, I just really enjoyed it, actually. And it's right outside my top ten after that. So... Go watch it again. Uh, that's the whole point of watching things twice. as a rule for me. Her name escapes me, but whoever plays his wife was yeah, terrific was in good. it as well. Yeah. Uh, the other one, just personal, Conor McGregor's Notorious documentary, Love UFC, just a shout-out really. <laughs> um, a Monster Calls is a really good film uh, that came out to kind of direct a video. It's a great film. <clears throat> and... Uh, Oh, the other one that I, um, we talked about Goon too. The other one that I really liked, that we haven't mentioned, is Life. Yeah, that was uh, all right Yeah, too. it's better than Alien Covenant. It's a, just a cool sci-fi alien movie. It's just, good well, twist. I really liked it. Then good I twist. A lot of people say they got the twist. But Great alien too. Really, really strong alien. So if you haven't seen Life, go watch it. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, creepy. <laughs> Flubber. I'll in that space. Is one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam? Yeah, I've got only a few honors, just um the ones that we haven't mentioned. My first one's Patriots Day. Yes, um, I love that, that film. That one was a really big one for me. Uh so I definitely had to give that an honorable mention. They captured that Peter um uh what's his last name? Peter Pete Berg. Peter Berg, thank you. Director, yeah. Yeah. Peter Berg, he captured that so well. So well. And like honestly, you couldn't put it 
in a more realistic sense I, that you could of what it would have been like to a degree. And what know? I liked about that is that the second half of that film, which was all in those streets and the shootouts, and no one knows that part of it. You just know the Boston Yeah, it's very true. When Kevin Bacon yeah. comes into it. Yeah, yeah beyond that. Um, I've also got Fences, yes. um, which was an earlier one, mm. Octavia Spencer, Snot yeah. Bubble. Um, no, Vi- yeah, Viola, Viola Davis. Davis and Denzel Washington. Octavia was hidden uh, oh, figures. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Viola was, Viola was literally amazing. incredible. Like, oh, you yeah. can't, like, so good. And Denzel was, you know, yeah. on I edge. I agree. I don't know how I missed that. I had that. Honestly, it was in my head to put on my list because yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. It was an earlier one, so it was a bit, like, on the fence of whether it is. Uh, on the fence. On the I see what you fence, did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Before I Fall. I yes. like it's a bit of a teen one, but I really, really appreciate the message that does quite similar to a happy death day, like that, Time travel. Grand that day, yeah, yeah. Groundhog Day thing. Um, but I just really appreciate it. I that. really like the film, I, I thought it was cool. great. I think young adult films are getting like not the big ones, and more the, the kind of medium ones yeah. are really good. Edge of Edge of 17, Edge of 17, Before, Before I Fall, fall was yeah, fantastic. just good stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I think that we're at the end of our uh, last episode of 2017, the top 10 of 2017. I think I've lost about five kilos in this room, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Look, all I want to do, guys, to wrap up is quickly have a look at what we're doing uh, in 2018. What are the two drunk guys looking forward to? Do you know what Uh, it is? Yeah, I know one thing. Okay, tell me one. Oscars, Oscars. Yes, we've got an Oscars episode coming up. Yeah, and I, I think that we're going to have to uh, involve Shane in that I'd one. I'd love definitely. to have Shane in that one. Thank you. It'd be my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you willing to put down your uh, bets, though? Like, are Ooh, you... Uh, tips. Not yet. We'll talk about that behind the, yeah, the scenes. Um, <laughs> as of today, there's 63 days until the Oscars. Okay, so we've got some time <laughs> to think about it then. Not the way <laughs> I can't wait for that one. Uh, we're also going to have an episode, uh, our first one, Future of 2018. What's coming out in 2018? What can we look forward to? Yeah, so we'll go through all the films released in 2018. And, and obviously I've seen a lot of previews of stuff from the movie con. So we'll be able to go through in, in depth. I'm looking forward to that. What is in store for 2018? Well, you know what I can announce today is uh, something that we've been working on for a little while and we're going to continue to work on it. We're going to look at our video store episode. Not only will it be coming live to you, live to you? No, via the podcast. <laughs> but it would never go live. It's not live, Although live. That, that is a, a thing for 2019, live. <laughs> uh, but 2018, we're going to be coming from a video store via our podcast. We're also going to film that little bad boy in a video store and pop it up on YouTube. Now, these are going to feature stories from all of our years, either working or, or uh, working towards Walking towards a video store, walking through a video store, walking out of a video store. Renting DVDs and videos, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and definitely around the video era, like that changeover. Anyway, there's a lot of stories. We've had robberies in our uh, midst. Oh, a lot of us have had that. We've had some amazing customers and yeah. some not-so-amazing not so customers. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we've had it all. And, uh, you know, between us, we've probably got about 60 years. We should try and call up Quentin Tarantino for that episode. We'll, we'll, give, we'll, we'll give it a go. Um, we'll see how that works out for us. <laughs> Filming on location at a, a video store You'll be is into unique. That. It's unique. Yeah. Because yeah, there's not many around. That's right. We're going to have a lot of fun. And yeah. we'll have a few special guests for that one yeah, as well, which so, uh, yeah, will be yeah. announced on our social media as we get closer to the date. 
and also, besides being available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, we're also going to expand into the Google Play universe just to make sure that we're covering all our angles there on, on Android. So any of you people that uh, have Google Play but either listen on Overcast or one of the other sort of uh, podcast players, you can go direct if, if you need to. Apart from that, guys uh, sitting in this room with me, thank you so much for this year. Thank you, Sam, amazing. for popping in and giving comments from the it's daughter. It's so good no to worries. be with you, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shane, uh, thank you so much for giving up your time this year to, to join us with that. Uh, My pleasure, mate. Um, it's a privilege to be asked. Thank you. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have you involved. Uh, I'm going to let the dog in. And I've got one more thing to say. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You forgot Shane Bassett, our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst.